Welcome to CityCast Portland's final episode of our Summer Entertainment Guide, where we help you make sense of all of our overwhelming options for how to spend your sunny days. You know, guys, I've been thinking, part of the fun of going to a new city is experiencing it all for the very first time and having the bandwidth to actually be a tourist, you know, learning about the place you're visiting, checking out stuff that maybe wouldn't interest you back home and honestly, you might feel a little silly doing. But what if we brought that same tourist energy to rediscovering our own city, Portland? So today on the show, Eden Dawn, author of the Portland Book of Dates and co-host of the We Can't Print This podcast, and our very own lead producer, John Atariani, are going to help us all look at our city through that newcomer's gaze. Think of it as an unofficial guide of sorts on how to be a local tourist. It's Monday, June 26th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Eden, John, thank you so much for joining us on this very important chat cast. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're calling these now. Ooh, chat cast. I like it. Chat cast. Chat cast. So anyhow, we were thinking you don't pay attention to your city after a while. You kind of take it for granted. And so I was thinking this summer, hey, how about we start thinking about our city like tourists? Uh, and so I, the way I approached it is like, you know, when you guys go visit a city for the first time, never been, like what's one of the first things you end up doing or you want to do? Botanical garden. I am of the age <laughs> that a botanical garden is always at the top of my list. I have been to them around the world. Thankfully, I've gotten my husband on board this life's journey now <laughs> where it's such a beautiful way to see a place because there's always like a, a native plant area. So you get to let, know a lot about the area. It's a beautiful walk. It's usually not as crowded as other touristy things. And now, you know, if you want to know where my favorite botanical gardens are around the world, I can just start rattling them off to you. But I always recommend the botanical garden. That's beautiful. What about you, John? I feel like there's like a three a three prong attack. You okay. go either like a food cart or a counter service restaurant somewhere really cheap and locally to eat. Uh, their big bookstore and sort of browse that and then cocktail bar. So you get a book, go to like a cool cocktail bar in the new city. Maybe it's like early in the day. It's like three o'clock. You can like have a drink, browse through the book that you just read and then sort of plan out the rest of your attack on the city. Well, mine's a bit of a both. And John, I have to agree on the cocktail bar and the food. I feel like before I go to a city, I Google that immediately. Mm-hmm. Like I go to their eater or whatever, and I'm just like, where am I going to eat? Whatever am I going to drink? But I feel like when I first go to a city, if it is uh, by the water, and for some reason I tend to go to cities that have water, I want to see their waterfront like immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I look yeah. for places to eat around and I just want to see like what their water looks like, <laughs> you know, and also like the boat situation. Like, can I get on one of these? Like, what's going on? Is there a ferry? Can I jump on a ferry? I love ferries. I love visiting mm-hmm. ferries. I think that's like my botanical garden. I fully stand by the water. I think coming from a water city, there's a little bit of us where we're sizing other people up right away. We're like, exactly. what's your waterfront scene like? <laughs> you know, it's I. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What's the one Portland thing that you feel embarrassed that you haven't done yet? So up until a couple of weeks ago, it would have been a voodoo donut. But as you remember, Claudia, we ate a million voodoo donuts for an episode. And we, and we were good with that. Yeah. And, and we were good. So I got my voodoo donut. But no, this is also, you're going you're gonna to go white when I say this. 
I've never done wine country. I've never done a wine tour. John. I've never done a wine tasting. I've never done well. it. It's like the one thing that I've never gotten around to. And I think because in my brain, it's like inside the city is like going out and eating and drinking and going outside the city is for like adventuring and being in the woods. So I've just never gotten around to doing a wine tour, even though I know that they're wonderful and that you love them, Claudia. So I'm sorry. I do. I do. We'll have to fix it this summer. Well, you know, not an official tour, though. I mean, those I'm sure are great, but I just, I call them a wine tour. They're my own wine tour. Where, where It's basically whenever I go to one, like more than one winery, I've officially gone on a wine tour. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right? I support this science. This yeah. is science. Yeah. Well, John, we should change that. And it's so beautiful out there. Like, go out, and it's such a nice way to spend a day. And most of them let you have picnics and things that you can take with you. It's just a really lovely way. I like to pretend that I'm just being like a nature sightseer that happens to be getting tipsy along the way. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I'm mm -hmm. sure I would love it. There's nothing not to like about it. I'm I'm embarrassed. This is a mistake. So. Um, I am embarrassed about the fact that for years I have seen this line and never participated in it. And that is I have never eaten a Pine Street biscuit. Oh, I guess that is like the biscuit version of voodoo in a way or like salt and straw or whatever. Yeah. I have to tell you, they're pretty good. Yeah. Pine State biscuits. They're pretty good. And you know what I'll say, Eden, they actually hold up surprisingly well for delivery. Mm. So if you want to like do a Grubhub or something. Okay, that's a good tip. I don't know why it's not it's not like a political stance I've taken against. <laughs> I just always see these people in a line and I live in Alberta, so I I watch them and I'm always like, I just don't have I don't have that line in my heart. I don't I don't have the effort in me. What about you, Claudia? Oh, well, mine is that I haven't uh I've never been to the Rose Garden, the Rose Test Garden. I've obviously been to Peninsula Park my favorite rose garden so far because yeah. it's the only one I've been to. The original uh, I, rose garden, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the original mm -hmm. rose garden, but I haven't been to like the the one in, you know, in Washington uh, Park or whatever mm -hmm. uh, up in the Northwest Hills. I've never been and people seem to like it. I love it. And I think you should go. This this one is the most offensive to me of everyone's oh, wow. thing. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I have to say. This is, this is the one where I'm drawing a line in the sand. But to back Claudia up, like, what, what do you get at Washington, uh, the Washington Park Rose Garden that you won't get at Peninsula? You get the city views. Oh. I love um, Peninsula Park, right? That one is such a special rose garden. Of course, it was the first. It's still a beautiful one. And it's attached to a huge, great park. Mm -hmm. But at the one at Washington Park, it's also over the whole city. So it's the drive up. It's like getting to look out over the views. It's just different. It's lovely. Both are great in their own ways. You know, they have similarities. I'm sure it's like Dating twins. Both are great. They have similarities, <laughs> but each has their own personality. It's a very weird metaphor, Eden. I know. How many twins have you dated, Eden? Why was that at the tip of your tongue? Yeah, I know. I'm not, I was halfway in and was like, this is a bad idea, but I'm sticking with it. You know, I've had a lot of coffee today. Okay. And <laughs> just, I also am on Sudafed, so that's an interesting combination. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We're just firing on all cylinders. I was just wondering. So thinking about like tourist traps that we haven't been to that maybe we're thinking we should go, like we all just, you know, gave an example of something we, we haven't really hit up that we should. Um, what were what are tourist traps that are 
actually pretty awesome. And if you haven't gone, like an everyday Portlander might actually want to go to. Like you need to do this if you haven't done this already. Well, I'm going to start an obvious concept, but I believe firmly in this place, and it is waterfall related. Okay. And that is Silver Falls State Park. Oh, yeah. Mm. It is such a special place. And I, you know, am a, a born and raised Oregonian. So I've been going there my entire life. I remember going there in like the second grade for a field trip. But I actually went two weeks ago on one of our amazing, beautiful first summer days and did that hike again, um, which is brutal. At the end, my iPhone said I had walked 30 flights of stairs, you know, and my thighs were serious jello. But it was amazing. It, it's, you know, the, the Trail of Ten Falls. First of all, Silver Falls State Park is our biggest state park at 9,000 square acres. And we were walking around the trail and I realized how many different languages I was hearing. Like we heard Spanish, we heard Japanese, we heard German, we heard Norwegian, like so many international travelers there, which kind of surprised me. And then I thought about it and it's like, well, yeah, if you went to a place and they're like, hey, on one hike, you can you see 10 waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you get to walk behind what, three or four of them? Yes. Yeah. yes. It's pretty magic. Yeah, it's so magical. You walk under a waterfall, you can literally kiss someone under a waterfall. Like that is a Drew Barrymore movie. So magic. Yeah, it's so special. And I think it is like a little bit where people know it. And because it's the biggest one, they're like, Oh, it's touristy. But it is highly worth it. I love it. I think that you can go every few years too. Yeah. And there's so many of them. I feel like you could kiss like at least four sets of twins. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's eight people. <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, I'm going to stick with a waterfall too. And I'm, I'm just going for the biggie, man. Multnomah Falls, like way underrated by locals. It is so cool. It is so cool. And I think like both Silver Falls and Multnomah, we're so used to it. We're so used to the iconography of it. But if you hadn't been there in a while, just to go and sit there at the base of it and look up at this like most perfect waterfall it doesn't even look real it's so 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 cool the lodge that's been there for like nearly a hundred years is incredible um and and it never dries up because it's fed by a spring so you can go the entire year like some waterfalls you're going to go in like august and september and they're just going to be a a a trickle but multnomah falls is always going i mean it is the biggest tourist attraction in Oregon. Two million people go every year. But if you've never been, like, just go see it because it's worth it. And you can just pop out of your car and look at it and, like, stand there for a couple minutes. But there's also a lot of really great hiking trails up behind it as well. So if you've got, like, a half day and want to, you know, really do some hiking, the, the trails up behind the falls are really incredible too. Yeah, I can't imagine someone living in Portland and not having done the Multnomah Falls. So I have to agree with John that if you haven't done it, you must. <laughs> Just on the event, like for some reason you want to be on the hater side, you must know what you're going to hate. If you're gonna mm-hmm. be, if you're gonna be like mm, Multnomah Falls, I'd rather go to like you know Silver Falls or any other fall. You must go. Yeah. You must go to either to judge, to love it, to to rate it. It's so funny that you said underrated because I was like that is the most overrated falls in the history of all falls. But then I realized every, as you were speaking out, you were winning me over. I was like, you're right. It is, Matt. Yes. Yeah. It is huge. It's properly rated. <laughs> yes. Properly it's not rated. underrated. It's not overrated. It's properly, yes. properly rated. I, I will mm-hmm. say though, there is like the time uh, permit system until September. So if you want to go 
plan ahead. Don't just like jump in your car right now and like turn the wheel while you're listening to this podcast and go. Make sure <laughs> that you actually like get a permit or else you're going to be bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be where you could just do what John just said. You just drive up there. But now you have to like get a permit. You have to think about where you're parking. You have to think about so many different things. So it is it is a plan ahead uh, location. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is, uh, this is going to sound silly, but like jet boat. It's sort of like a adventure slash tour. So someone gets you on a jet boat. It's going really fast. You you do like little t- little Tokyo drifts on, <laughs> on the Willamette <laughs> while you're learning all about like every bridge that you go under. And uh, you go and see like the salmon fishery, like the, the area further down where like the salmon come. And there's like a salmon run. It's over. You know what I'm talking about? And then there's like a, a lock. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. You go, you see the Willamette in a way that I think you will never see it unless you have a boat and you know where to go and you have the history. So I feel like if you like at if if you're at all a boat person, because I know a lot of people aren't, but if you are, I would highly suggest doing a jet boat tour. Ah. You're gonna learn so much about. Portland, you're going to learn so much about the Willamette and you're going to have, you're, and you're going to get wet and it's going to be fun. I was totally boat agnostic until last <laughs> summer, until I actually got on a boat on the Willamette and it was amazing. But it actually, you know how sometimes you go through this situation of recognizing what you're missing and then you just see it everywhere? Mm-hmm. After being on the boat on the Willamette River once, every time I see a boat on the Willamette, I'm like, I wish that was me. I wish yeah. that was me. Yeah. I wish I was on that boat. And I never had to deal with that feeling before. So it is like a longing in my heart that I never had before. I haven't been on that jet boat, but I am lucky to have some friends who have little boats. And we go out on sunset cocktail hour cruises and, and go around. Um, mm-hmm. and it's very fun. We have a few little spots and it, it feels such a summertime activity. And you can pop out of the boat, swim around, get back in. We watch the jet boaters cruise by who always seem in a big hurry. They got places to go. (laughs) They're trying to pack in the entire like Willamette River in like under two hours. So they got places to be. Yeah, they do. I enjoy the the, like spinning around in the water and getting wet. But I actually really do enjoy that every person who takes you out has like their own knowledge of the river. So I've been on like three jet boat tours and every time I've gone on I've learned something different that like this tour guide knows that the other tour guide did not you know and I'm just like wow all right let's take a quick break here and when we come back more touristy Portland places that are actually worth the hype what's the last uh of the tourist traps you guys that um are actually pretty awesome uh I'm gonna go for Spanish coffee at Huber's Cafe, which is like the ultimate tourist thing. I mean, this place has been around for 144 years. And for if you've never done it, it's this old, old restaurant. And they have this entire ritual around making Spanish coffee where they they coat a glass, the rim in sugar, and then they put some overproof rum in the glass, light it on fire so that it caramelizes all the sugar around the rim. And the bartenders have this whole choreography that they do while they do it. And then they fill the glass with coffee and a little bit of Kahlua and whipped cream. And it's just, to me, feels like such a ritual that is so Portland and something that you just have to do. I 100% agree. Just remember, if you do go there, I I had to, I always have to remind myself, bring cash for tipping. Because it's like a whole 
you know, presentation, this person comes out and like, you know, everything's on fire. They're doing all this stuff and you're supposed to tip them, John. And I didn't know that. And so yeah. I'm just like, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to pay for my drink here and tip you here. And it's like, no, it doesn't go to them. It goes to somebody else. And I was like, oh yeah. Ooh, that's good. And why is it that things on fire at a restaurant? So fun. Things so on fire fun. at home. Not so fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol and fire in particular. Seems like it wouldn't be a marriage made in heaven, but no, it, and it's so but great. It, it really works. I mean every time. Also, like shout out to the flaming drinks that you can get at a Hele Pele, another fun combination of fire and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Eden? Uh mine also points for longevity, and I am going with Rocky Horror Picture Show Ooh. at Clinton Street mm. Theater. If you've never been, it is a very fun thing. You know, every Saturday night for 40 years, yeah. Clinton Street Theater has been playing Rocky Horror Picture. Like, that's amazing. And you go and everybody's very into it. They do the whole things. You know, there's props. People are throwing rice at the wedding scene and People come in costumes, and if it's your first time, you know, you famously, they put a big red V on your cheek with lipstick when you go in, and it is silly. And then, of course, you get to do my favorite thing in the world, which is watch Tim Curry, who I just believe to be an angel on earth. I love him so much. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I realize I've never done that either. I've never done that I've either. I've never done it. I did a story about John, it. John, you did a story. You did. I did a story oh, yeah, about it. Oh, because it was the pandemic. Because it was during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they were just doing it for themselves because they couldn't let people in. So they were just continuing the string of showings just for the staff because they didn't want to lose the record. But I've oh. never, but I've never been. Oh. Oh, wow. You should go have a full day of wine tasting. <laughs> get a Spanish coffee to wake me up. Get a little caffeine for the long day. Oh, my gosh. I also recommend it's across the street from Dots, which is like another old Portland staple yeah. that I will recommend for forever. So you go to Dots, you know, you get some fries, you get a drink, and then you go to the midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's just stupid fun. Mm. It's just one of those things that's silly and worth worth doing at some point in your life. Dots is awesome. But John, if you and I go together, we're going to Bar Norman. And we'll just do a little wine tour mm -hmm. of Portland. Oh. See, like, that's my style of wine tour. Yeah. <laughs> Dots is awesome, though. I don't know that Dots has wine. And I'm not sure that Dots would be the place you would want to drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they do have is tater tots, John. And I know you love tater tots. Love me some tater tots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An Oregon invention. I know. It's I just true. learned that. I just learned that. Tater tots and corn dogs. We also invented corn dogs. What? And the Garden Burger. Shut up, Eden. And the tofurkey. The tofurkey, too? So many things. Garden burger, tofurkey. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. You guys could continue. Continue telling us what else we invented. Um, uh, U-Haul, Leatherman. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, the Nike waffle uh, shoe design. All We've right. invented uh, quite a few things, okay? Oregonians are scrappy. <laughs> that's that's it. Just, that's it. We're scrapping. Okay, well, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, my uh, final contribution to this conversation is that it's it's a twofer in a sense because one is I've done it and I feel like if you haven't done it, you should go. And uh, it's the the Portland Japanese Garden. I, mm. It's a totally a tourist trap. It's like the place you take your mom. But every time I've gone. I had to go this weekend. My mom was in town. I'm like, oh, yeah, this place is awesome. 
and it's so special. And it just feels so wonderful to have like so much Japanese influence in this city. You know, and, and then you start thinking about that, and you're like, yeah, there's actually been a lot of Japanese influence. You think about the waterfront, you think about the, you know, the cherry trees, all this stuff, and mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I think people should do it. Um, one thing I haven't done that I really want to do, <laughs> I think that, like, uh, this is going to motivate me to do it, is I've always wanted to take one of those, like, Portland history tours mm-hmm. uh, by Kick-Ass Walking Tours. Uh, it's Doug King Crispin. Former CityCast Portland guest, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's the one who, who helped debunk the uh, Shanghai tours the, and the Shanghai tunnels. Oh. But he, ha- he knows a lot about Portland history, and he also has a very foul mouth, so I know it's going to be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've also never done one of those history tours, but I love the Japanese gardens. Love, love, love the Japanese gardens. Like, that would have been, that was definitely in my top five picks and I didn't get to it. And Claudia, you know what is just down the road from the Japanese gardens? Is it the Rose Garden? It's the Rose Garden. Yeah. It's the Rose Garden. So maybe that's a little twofer. You know what I think is amazing? Like none of these picks really feel controversial. I feel like all of them we can be like, yeah, that's cool. And I feel like in most cities, like the tourist thing would be something that all the locals really, really hate on. But I don't feel like we have that. I feel like we all actually kind of like pretty much everything that Portland has to offer. That's true. I mean, what, yeah. what do you think that says about our city, John? I guess it means that we're pretty okay. I, I don't think, know. I think, yeah. <laughs> this is like the moment that we come up with the new Portland slogan. Hey, Portland, we're pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're pretty okay. We got some waterfalls and stuff. Yeah, we're pretty okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much, you guys. John, Eden, I appreciate you, as always, uh, coming on and sharing your picks for touristy things for Portlanders to do. Uh, And if anyone out there has ideas of their own, please hit us up. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they say. Somebody's going to be like, do you guys not even know pals? (laughs) (laughs) No, we do know pals. We might be done highlighting local events you could check out during the summer, but our newsletter, Hey Portland, does this type of thing every day. You can subscribe at portland.citycast.fm. I'll also throw a link in the show notes. And now for your microdose of news. The Oregon legislature has approved a ban on state employees using TikTok on any state-owned phones or computers. 27 states already have similar bans in place. The concern isn't all the cool new viral dances the lawmakers will come up with that could possibly distract from their work, but rather that China might be spying on everyone through the social media app. And Multnomah County is suing oil and gas companies for nearly $52 billion over climate change. The lawsuit claims that emissions from fossil fuel companies played a significant role in causing the deadly heat dome of 2021 when temperatures hit a record 116 degrees. If you don't remember, about 600 more people died in Oregon and Washington than would have been typical for the season. Several local governments have filed similar lawsuits, but this is one of the first that's focused on a specific weather event. Maybe the county should sue the state next for their incredibly lax laws on diesel engine emissions. I don't know, just a thought. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes.
That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.